Hey, 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 everybody! Oh, yeah! Welcome to episode 43 of the Archerpreneur Now podcast. I am your host, Heath Armstrong! And today I've got an awesome episode with a local friend of mine here who has created this amazing LED uh, fitness vest for running, for biking. It literally lights up every color you can imagine, uh, does any pattern you can imagine, and it's super exciting. We get into startups, we get into his experience with Kickstarter, and so, so, so much more. So hang on the line, and here we go! Come on, everybody, let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody, let me smell those stinky feet. What? Oh, yeah! Well, here we go now. Who wants to get a little bit funky out there? Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, then get on with your bad selves, yeah. Coming all the way from down the road here in Sexington, Lexington, Kentucky. He's lighting up the streets in more ways than one. He's making vests that are going to save the lives while doing the jives. A skittamarinkity-dinkity-dink, a skittamarinkity-doo. I've got another entrepreneur for you, Seth. McBee! Seth, you are the entrepreneur now. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again for uh, for having me on. I'm, uh, I guess I've made it now that I'm on your show, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think of it. That's what I tell everybody, at least. Good. So you're, you're one step ahead of the game, man. There we go. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, uh, it, it goes well. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm now in Lexington. Uh, actually, September 26th. Uh, of this year will uh which it may be this may be after that um airing but it'll be one year since i kind of quit my job and uh decided to do the uh the entrepreneur thing full time so a ramalama ding dong man that's awesome that's what we like to hear <laughs> uh i i am 100 in on that train and i cannot wait to get to that point so it's super inspirational i know there's so many people out there listening right now that feel the same way because there are people like you that show you that it is possible and it may be hard. Obviously, you're going to go through ups and downs. and uh, But part of that learning experience, man, you'll never lose that for the rest of your life. And it's going to apply to everything else that comes a- along the way. So I'm pumped to have you on the show, man. And I cannot wait to dive into this a little bit more. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, we're learning a lot. And yeah, I have uh, one year coming up on my belt. Uh, and I'd, I'd be happy to share it uh, with your with your listeners. I think it uh, think uh, it'd be interesting to hear. So. Yeah, so... I first saw Seth, he was performing at a local accelerator here uh, at Awesome Inc. And he's created this amazing LED vest with his partner, Kevin, right? Yeah, correct. This thing's awesome. Like, it's it's not big, it's not clunky, it fits on your, just right around your neck, and it comes down kind of like a V, but it's got, what is it, how many lights are on there, 60 or something? 60 yeah 60 leds that are um actually embedded so it has a it's twofold sort of visibility it has a reflective retro reflectivity um so headlights bouncing off the material and then what we've done is we've embedded 60 uh basically color color changing uh leds underneath yeah so you can have it on one color or you can flip it to multiple colors and i mean you can go run you can get on your bike you can uh pogo stick across the united states naked if you want wearing one of these right on and no one will run into you with a car and it, you'll you'll stay alive and you'll look like a badass the entire time so that's yeah precisely yeah, that's kind of um that's sort of what we're going for there so uh yeah we actually we filed for a a patent back in 2009 during the whole uh going to college uh rodeo and then it was granted uh actually it took until the end of 2013 there and uh, basically, our, our patent covers uh, the the vest in itself, and and so, what, like I was saying, we have a uh, it's a reflective and LED safety vest. So, what we're our our mission is to actually create a, a safety product that 
dog walkers, runners, bicyclists, even, you know, construction workers and multitude of different industries are, are actually desiring to wear and are going to throw this kind of thing on there. So they're visible with headlights, without headlights, uh, when they're sharing the road with cars where we, it's all too familiar, the, the headlines of pedestrians being struck. And that's sort of my personal, my personal mission, uh, mission. So. Yeah, man, it's a huge mission too. Obviously everybody's all in on protecting everyone in the, especially when you're doing something that you love, you know, if you're out there, uh, riding your bike or or taking a jog down the road, and I watched that little video on your website. So your company's called You Saw Me, right? And it, yeah, correct. Yeah, and the vest is called the Verve, right? Yep. So that's the that's the uh, it, it was launched uh, just you know uh, last May, this May actually. Um, yeah, our website's uh, YouSawMe.com. And uh, we launched that, launched the product, and yeah, we're just uh, kind of we just got into the element of the this color changing ability. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's cool. And and on that video, I it shows that one section where you're showing like a bike rim, and then the runner runs by, and you can see it reflect off the bike rim, which is pretty cool because I mean it has a message in itself. But right. can can you take us through, you know, obviously where you came from? You went to school for engineering. And you graduated and take us back to that point where you decided that you wanted to step away from working and and you had this idea and you wanted to put all in on it, you know, and create it. How long of a process that it's been and kind of take us from the beginning up to where you are now? Of course. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So like, you know, we we call me a pretty young entrepreneur, but like I, I mentioned uh, earlier, like we filed patents uh, for the idea back in 2009, which was a long time ago, if you ask me. And so I was in the um, in the grind uh, studying uh, engineering. I studied mechanical engineering at the University of Maryland, and was uh, going through that whole process. And uh, basically decided to do engineering pretty uh, vaguely. I just I enjoy problem solving, and so I was good at math. Decided to get that degree, and then as my senior year approached, I was sort of you know you get that uh, engineering degree. You I think that's what you're supposed to do is you become an engineer, right? So, uh, you know, I had always had this on the back burner and we, you know, during summers, during winter breaks, we'd always come back and tinker and we were out there, we were in the newspaper and, and kind of selling them. But, you know, it was still, uh, we were still trying to get that quote day job. And so I, I did, I graduated in 2010 and then I, I brought my, my talents down to the Norfolk, uh, Virginia area where I, I worked actually as a nuclear engineer. So that area is, uh, renowned for, uh, the military, uh, that's there. So the Navy has a huge presence there. So we were doing maintenance on naval nuclear subs. Uh, I was specifically doing refueling on those vessels. And so that was, you know, that was my first job. I, I wasn't really thrilled about becoming a hard-nosed type technical engineer. I, I kind of, you know, I know your show is is largely based around this uh, element of creativity and um, and also like the the personality behind a lot of these things. And And that's something that I kind of found with myself uh, a little different than some of my colleagues. But, you know, uh, that paycheck was something that we needed to go and, and grab. So uh, I worked there for um, about a little over two and a half years. And it wasn't until I was deciding like, hey, yeah, this is this what I'm going to be doing with my life? Uh, you know, the patent was just granted. And then I was kind of deciding on the transition as far as a career. And, you know, I was talking to a lot of different people and I was interviewing at different companies. And basically they had said, you seem very passionate because obviously this is on my resume. I mean, I, I was granted a, a one of the unique U.S. patent numbers uh, that's out there, and they were saying you seem very passionate. What's to say that you're not just going to go after this if we hire you? And I was like, well, shoot, uh, let's actually let's 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 see what I can do. So um, I actually am I'm in Lexington. Actually, uh, you know, kind of quit my job and decided to do this, and it was a large part with my my college roommate. Uh, his name is Jake. He actually invited me out to Lexington and said, man, I, I'm a huge supporter of what you're doing. I think, you know, he's an engineer and a lot of engineers, they thrive to, uh, or strive rather to, to do what I am doing. We're all inventors at heart. And so he said, I'll support you. Lexington, actually, it's a relatively low cost of living. I'll help support you and get you off the ground. So he convinced his company to, uh, change one of his flights when he was on a conference to come to where I was staying down in Virginia, he drove my car and I drove the U-Haul 600 miles with prototypes in hand and landed in Lexington around um, a little, about a month from now where we're having this uh, at the end of October of 2000, uh, 2013. And, and that kind of gets me to where I am in Lexington. And that's, that's so crazy. 
and you think, you know, nothing happens overnight, obviously. And a lot of people think that someone just makes a product one night and then the next day it's selling everywhere. But you've obviously been in this process for a long time now and and you're still climbing up that mountain every single day. Uh, do, Do you mind sharing, you know, the point where you actually thought, Hey, this might be a huge opportunity, you know, did you see a lot of competition in this market? And even if you did, did that bother you at all? And how did you kind of come up with this particular idea? Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, it actually uh, it spawned with um, with Kevin, Kevin Windsor. Uh, he's uh, he and I launched the company together in 2011. But uh, Kevin, I, I would sort of describe he's a motorcyclist, safety enthusiast uh, with a sprinkle of, of nerdiness, uh, much like myself, uh, as well. So, you know, we were, we were trying to make something our competitors at that time, I would say were largely construction vests. I'm sure we've seen it where, where the, uh, the runner motorcyclist, bicyclists are wearing a, a flimsy construction vest. And like, we would just kind of like, look at that. And we were trying to make something cool. Um, and you know, safety really isn't a, a glamorous type subject at all. And there's really not many people in in my in my age, uh, you know, I'm in my mid twenties now that that really think about safety, and we're really trying to bring that focus uh, to that uh, to that thought. So that's sort of how it originated. And so, what is an important thing, and, and the real or the real way that we brought this sort of creative mind to to safety actually is what are people going to wear? What is the you know the twenty the twenty to thirty to forty year old woman, what is she going to want to wear on the side when she's worried about what color her sports bra is? And and we're trying to bring that kind of fashion to safety, which is really a more or less a revolutionary kind of um, endeavor in and itself. So what we did is we kind of, you know, it was my idea to throw a bunch of LED lights into this thing. And uh, we kind of shopped it around, you know, got of attention. Obviously, we're bright and uh, and, and we got just, you know, basically my, my whole thing is like what, you know, get the customer to kind of, um, let them help me design this sort of thing. And um, that's one thing that I've held true is the feedback is really what we're all about because I'm here to develop the product that people are going to want to wear. They're having fun wearing it. They're going running, they're being more active or the industry worker is more insur- has more of an insurance that they're being more seen. Uh, so that they're no longer being hit, and you know it's changing the w- way we're kind of thinking about visibility, safety, and so that largely comes from these sort of interviews. And you know, you're talking to the kind of person I threw. I worked my my day job, and then I got off at you know I trained for a, a marathon. I put my vest on. I would go running, and people would shout at me and saying, "I saw you. I see you," and like they would clap, and people would take my pictures. So it brings like a new sort of fun element to this safety. They're while they're cheering, they're obviously seeing me and not hitting me with their cars. And so that is like really inspiring for me as a, as an inventor and as a business owner and that the, the general public is noticing what you're doing. And so I've taken all these sort of qualitative ideas, these qualitative design attributes into the product in itself, uh, and, and really launched that product actually, um, even six months ago is all it's been. And, uh, that's kind of like the first big launch that I've kind of had. I've been more or less my head under the sand, you know, trying to uh, take a lot of this feedback in because what do people want to wear as a safety product? And and I think we have it now. Yeah, it's a brilliant idea, man. And I, I hope that one day you can have them with like Richard Simmons printed on there, you know, in yeah, right. shorts and a fro and yep. customized. <laughs> I would wear one of those everywhere with like a thong and like rollerblades, <laughs> just, just run down the street there. There you go. No, that's that's what uh, if that's what it takes to uh, to get you wearing one. Uh, that, I'm I'm all about it. So I figured if you took it to like a roller arena locally, they'd probably arrest you immediately and hit you with some kind of like child abuse law or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I, I, that is a disturbing image, so I'm sorry for bringing that up. But yeah, that's. I mean, I picture. Yeah, so you have the uh, the, the V shape on the front and the V shape. You know, the thong going the other way. Uh, no, that's not a pretty sight at all. But especially with Richard Simmons' uh, face on it. So maybe on Reno nine one one or something. Yeah, right. Yep. So hey, hey, can you take us back to the the very first prototype that you made of this? You know, how different is it from the one you have now? Yeah. You know, kind of the process of tweaking it along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, the the first prototype was actually completely manufactured by by Kevin. It was uh, it had zero lights on it. The um, it, it was basically an orange reflective uh, film that was shaped in a V, which we've held true to. Um, 
and it uh, basically slipped over your head. No, again, no lights, uh, extremely uh, wide, so it was not really versatile. So you couldn't put it on a, a woman, or it was tailored just for him. And it was for motorcyclists. That was the idea: was motorcyclists should be wearing a a, refl- a more reflective vest because they're wearing flimsy construction vests. So using elastic and a reflective trim. He sewed up his own vest with an ID pouch in the front so that if he were to have to evacuate his motorcycle, they could quickly identify him and know that he's an organ donor in the case of, you know, something uh, catastrophic. So it was a very functional, very technical type uh, type product, uh, and it had a very specific use in, in for being for motorcycles. And uh, so we've gone from from that sort of uh, it's kind of hilarious because Kevin now has has joined uh, joined forces with me out here in in Lexington and he brought the uh, the ten prototypes or so that we uh, developed and tinkered with over the years and it's 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 hilarious really to to kind of see to see the progress I mean we both love love tinkering and and love redesigning and, and thinking about different ideas and just seeing that growth man from. Uh, from something that I honestly I would not even wear these days to uh, to this product that like I'm extremely proud of like really for the first time it, it's something that I'm I'm confident in it. This is something that needs to be on the shelves and it needs to be on on everyday runners, bicyclists, um, uh, air traffic ground crews, mining companies, uh, construction workers. Just you know, just to start with, uh, it's something that I think is uh, is a pretty powerful product and we've we've really come a long way over the years. So it's uh, it's been fun to have him out here and. And he brought a lot of those prototypes to see. So it's a, it's a process. I mean, we're talking, we're talking, you know, five, five years ago is when this kind of thing started. Um, but you know, we were, we obviously went back and spent some time focusing on our studies and getting that college degree. And, and like I mentioned earlier, you know, you get that college degree, I think you're supposed to get the real, the real, the real boy job. So uh, that's what we did, and that's kind of our story. But uh, we've always been—it's been been pretty cyclical, getting excited, and then something else happening, and you know, we get busy with you know girlfriends or or uh, lack thereof, and we don't approach it. Um, so now, you know, now we're kind of for the first time all in, uh, going with uh, a lot of these different things uh, that our customers have wanted, and that's where we're we're here. We're a, a consumer company that stri- that strives to impress and uh, and accommodate um, basically anyone that would wear this vest, even if it is naked rollerblading. <laughs> what, what do you think the hardest part has, has been along this process of going from that first prototype to this one? I mean, even not just the design process, but through the marketing and trying to get it out there and get those on yeah. people and sell the idea of safety and all of that. I mean, I'm sure that you have been up and down. I mean, I'm sure one day you're like, Oh my God, this is terrible. And then the next day, you know, something happens and you're ultra excited again because as entrepreneurs, we all go through those stages. Uh, but when you right. actually release a product, uh, tell, tell me about that because I'm sure that you guys are really depending on these sales at, at, at a certain point. It's got to be like you have to sustain a living doing this. Uh, so, of course. So can you take yeah. us through some of that? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, a, lar- a large part of that, which is uh, I'm eternally grateful for, is I've, I've really surrounded myself with really passionate friends and, and contacts. I mean, people like yourself that that want to hear my story, and that's kind of where a lot of this stuff is. Uh, my my roommate that is supporting me and like my biggest fan and and all that awesome ink, which is uh, I really found randomly when I first came out here. I I didn't know much about the community, and we can get into that if you're interested. I think it's very uh, I think it's pretty interesting, but um. Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, we're talking to uh, to two engineers, uh, people that are are we're a little different than um, the way we think than like say a salesman, and that's something that we really had to put on a, a lot of different hats. And, and while it's it's fun, we're learning more than I ever learned in the real in the real world. Honestly, I'm learning more now than I did in college, and. That it is tough when you're walking into the store and get rejected when you have such like such an ingrained vision. Like I was just saying, I mean, I think you you said yourself that my it's it's a, a pretty incredible mission for what we're going through. And yeah, I know it is uh, changing the way that human beings are thinking about roadside safety is something we don't think about every day. It's an afterthought. Um, so it's it's discouraging and and it's uh, it's definitely ups and downs um, in regards to that and specifically. Uh, to answer your question, I mean, going into going into meetings or wh- whatever, and introducing yourself as "Hi, I'm Seth McBee. I'm I'm the inventor of this this product that I spent years developing, and I'm holding it up and and basically having that from then after that introduction, it becomes 
100% a critique on the on the design in itself, something that I've spent so much time, like I said, taking in mothers, children's, all ages, demographics, professions. I've taken those sort of ideas. I love talking to people. I've taken those and in, embedded them using my my team to integrate as best we could into a versatile product. And, and then basically after that introduction, it becomes critique time. So this needs to do this. Um, if only this would happen with the vest or or something like that. And uh, a lot of people just that that's that's the the interaction that I've been having. And it's sort of discouraging going in there. And then everyone wants, like I said, everyone wants to be the inventor. And that's one thing that's been, it's been tough, but I, I really value people's opinions. Um, but there's a certain element now where I'm happy with the product. I just said I was, I was proud of it really for the first time. So I'm kind of at a, a junction where I was, you know, do you want it or not? Um, <laughs> uh, so that's kind of tough as an engineer and, and be turning that, uh, sales, putting that sales hat on is, is something that we learn a lot, but really, man, what, what it boils down to, and I, I would consider this a success no matter what's happening, and we have a lot of stories that are continuing to be developing, but when I wake up the next day and I see that someone bought a vest or I'm at a, a race event and someone comes up to me and, and, and shares that same vision really just with my my branding or just seeing me and seeing my passion, and they purchase something that I started back in 2009 and, and, you know, have been developing over the years to integrate these sort of things. That is, I've never been passionate about a job before. And this is something when they are purchasing something that I handcrafted and hand designed and got everything underway. I, I am still packaging every single product that I'm out and shaking that person's hand instead and saying, thank you. This is going to save my life. That's, that's what it's all about, man. Oh, I can't even imagine it. it it's ha every time somebody creates something, you have this. It's almost like you, you have a kid. You know what I mean? And as you kind of grow it throughout the world, and it gets bigger and bigger, and stays with you longer and longer. Obviously, there's more of an attachment. And I can see how these people that critique you because that's just what naturally humans do immediately. I mean, I've done websites for people that I'm like, damn, that's a good website. And then they're like, they don't know anything about websites, and they give me some kind of critique, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You know, and so I think you have to take that kind of stuff with a grain of salt and you can learn from a lot of it. And I'm sure that you have, but it's an amazing, powerful message to let people know that you have to be out. Of, you can't stay in your comfort zone the whole time. You have to let these people critique you. You have to step out of your comfort zone because you're going to grow from it and everything's just going to get a little better. I, yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think even for what your endeavor, uh, doing what you do, what you want to do. I mean, yeah, you're in the, in the media world, uh, which is, uh, critique central there. So, um, but yeah, you take that, that sort of critique and yeah, you grow. I mean, like I said, we're learning, we're learning more every day and then that's kind of the beauty in, in like what we're, we're trying to do. And I think, you know, we're having fun and you know, it's, it's all good, you know? Yeah. I hear you, man. Let's talk about awesome ink there for a second and, and kind of bind it in with networking at the same time. I mean, before you had your product, you know, what kind of a network did you have and, and how important do you think having a network is for launching your product in particular and kind of how did how did you stumble upon awesome ink and how has that kind of played a role in all of that yeah yeah no it's fun i think uh if there's one strength that i that i do have um which is uh a little different for most uh someone with a very technical background is uh is i love networking um and i want to have i want to share the experience with as many people as possible really surround myself with no pun intended this awesomeness uh for awesome ink and so basically i have a lot of support from my friends uh, my family, by the way, uh, completely discouraged when I quit my job with the benefits to do this. But I had a lot of I had a lot of support from my friends, and so basically, man, I, I came out to Lexington for the um, for basically I had free rent. You know, he said I'll get you off the ground. I I came here, I unloaded, I typed in to Google entrepreneurs startup, and naturally, Awesome Inc. came up in the Lexington area, and and they I reached out to them. They got back to me immediately and said. That's pretty interesting, Seth. Uh, you should come on down and, um, and and introduce yourself. So you know, I showed up. I didn't I had no idea what I was expecting, and uh, from there, it's just been a it's been a pretty amazing group of people um, in Awesome Inc. They 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 generally are are there to help people like myself. They they are most generous uh, kind of people for this. Cause you interact with a lot of different people, people that want to take your money, people that want to take your company or something like that. And these people genuinely just want, want the community to thrive. And that's something that 
I've taken now as a as an individual and as a business. Uh, so you know they have all kinds of high tech startups. I mean, you even work out of there a, a good bit, which is which is cool. Um, and they they really know the community well, and they want this area to be on the map at some point as far as like where you should go for startups. So the fact that I'm sort of serendipitously in in Lexington. Um, and had met um, Awesome Inc. really makes for another another pretty cool story. And you know they have uh, they've even I've even given them a, a a stake in my company just because their value has been uh, a huge asset for me. I mean I had no idea what I was doing. You said network. My network was uh, theoretically zero when I came out here. I came here with prototypes and I was in an apartment and I was like I guess I'm supposed to make vests and sell them to people in this apartment. And uh, that's harder than it. Uh, that's it sounds hard, and it's harder than it even sounds. So uh, basically, just networking, just reached out to people, and people are are um, it's very welcoming community. And I, I speak highly of Lexington, and, and we're we're all in in this uh, in this community now. So that kind of gets us to where where we are. You know, now now with those prototypes, they had conferences that I was able to introduce myself, which is probably where you had heard me just being affiliated with them and. And since then, you know, we've taken, we've gotten grants from the from the state for our endeavor. Right now, I have I have manufacturing set up in a uh, a nearby town of Liberty, um, using some employees, previous employees of Oshkosh Bagas that uh, that were laid off, and when they relocated overseas. So I have these seamstresses with twenty five plus years of experience uh, stitching up my vest, ones that uh, started off, like I mentioned, Kevin sewing up the entire thing. And so like the quality and just like the the story behind each product that I'm, when I'm shaking hands with people making those sales, there's a lot that goes into that. And it's a large part of Awesome Inc. Uh, have really introduced me to, to the people in the community have been completely supportive. So now like I work out of that space just because of the enthusiasm in, involved in that sort of area. I mean, no one else is doing anything remotely like what I'm doing. It's a it's a high tech, a lot of web apps. Uh, there's a lot of different things going on there, but it's a great sort of think tank. I mean, it's a business incubator in downtown Lexington, is what it is, and and they are trying to make it. And uh, they um, they they've they've won me over. I'll say that. So now I'm here, Lexington. <laughs> so yeah. So Awesome Inc is one of the most amazing places, and I have a similar story because. It's funny, I'm not from here either, and I literally was doing a Google search. Those bastards must have some hell of a search engine optimization yeah, going they, on over there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I actually went to the the um, career development center down there and talked to Fausto Sarmiento. Have you ever met him? I have, yeah. He's a motorcyclist, actually. Is he? So. Yeah, so he, he was like, hey, you know, I was talking to him about an app idea, and he goes, you know where you need to go is just next door. And I was like, what's over there? And he's like, awesome ink. He's like, you just go in there and talk to somebody over there. So I was like, really? So I just went over there. And then, I mean, I've been going in there ever since. I enrolled in their uh, iOS app development school. So I go in and out of there to learn that. Because one of the big things I want to do, obviously, is move forward with app development and get away from my day job. I've also uh, been in the engineering field for, I don't know, I've been out of school since 2008. So it's been a good five years. Well, I guess I can't do math. Six years now. And, uh, yeah, man, it's a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm happy that you found them. And I think a lot of people have, and, and I can't see how they wouldn't be anything but successful from here on out. And I I wish them all the success in the future. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, no, that's, that's uh, like the reason I, I, I am where I'm at now, which is further, you know, it's gone way faster than I was anticipating. It's, it is awesome being truly. So, yeah. So you guys got, you had a little blurb there on Fast Company's website that I saw yesterday. Uh, so in June, I guess they put that article out, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's got to be kind of exciting, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, my head had been in the sand for a little bit, and, and uh, you know, we uh, the product. I mean, no joke, it, it's cool. Uh, like uh, lights are cool, people like them. Uh, and there's another safety element behind the whole thing. So yeah, they they sort of reached out to me based on our based on our our story. So what I, I actually when I first came out here, I got one product made and, and we launched a a Kickstarter campaign and, and you we talked about networking and uh you know my network was uh, minimal to say the least and so my Kickstarter uh which which aired for um for for uh 60 days uh was was unsuccessful uh and that's just I had no idea what I was doing. I basically launched the campaign, 
and just from there try to figure it out. So, but because of that launch, like showing the product, showing the cool content, showing like the the cool content with the safety overlay, which is a unique factor, it brought brought uh, their attention, I guess, and it was really cool to see them. I mean, Awesome Inc. was another. I mean, they were supporting me from the whole thing, and they were ecstatic to kind of see a, a big name publication like that. And I'm hoping for more to come. Uh, you know, because again. Where instead of filling these headlines with pedestrian on the side of route whatever gets struck by tractor trailer, I, I want it to be a, a story about people that are wearing this sort of vest and people seeing it and, and kinds of things like that. So I think the more exposure and increasing that network more around this community, but also uh, na- nationally, is is what we're really striving to do. So that so that people know we exist, understand like they have some pretty pretty cool people behind the product in itself and have a pretty unique mission in itself and, uh, and are doing that. But yeah, that was pretty cool to, uh, to have that big name interview and, uh, go through that sort of, uh, uh, it's kind of like a secret, uh, society of these, um, (laughs) these, uh, authors. So it was cool. (laughs) Yeah. You get a, I don't know how you, how you got through to her or how she got wind of you all, but I hear all these crazy stories of people, you know, just pinging, all sorts of media all the time trying to get their their stories through so I'm sure they get hounded so when you actually get an article out through one of them that that's especially fast company I mean that's huge yeah and so what's funny is I remember after I watched your presentation over there and you won if I remember correctly yeah um, yeah they they do those you know those fake magazine covers they put on the wall over there and they had you on the front of, I think it was, I think it might've been fast company. I'm not it, sure. Yeah, it was. So they, yeah, they actually put me up. They do it just, you know, for fun. I mean, that's what awesome Inc is there to, uh, to have companies like myself, like try to make it big. I mean, and we, uh, we are, but we're having fun in the meantime. And so, yeah, they put us on some, they mocked up some magazines and, uh, ironically, Fast Company was the one they chose. And so I came in one day and I was like, hey, uh, Brian, who's the uh, one of the uh, co-founders of Awesome Inc. I'm like, hey, man, it's kind of funny. Uh, actually, Fast Company just called me yesterday and, and we're interested in, in what we have to have to say. So he was uh, he, he was very proud of us. And, uh, you know, it was a big a big step for our company to kind of have that sort of national publication. And it's cool because when you start seeing those sort of numbers, when you're trying to get people to know you exist and you see the social media numbers, you know, Facebook posts, tweets and things like that. And we're behind it. It's kind of fun to have your phone blow up for a, for a day or two. (laughs) Yeah. A little foreshadowing there. So I'm sure did that, did it boost any sales at all when that happened? Um, yeah, well at that, at the time we were running a, uh, a Kickstarter campaign, uh, which I mentioned, which, uh, which, you know, again, we're kind of learning. So it was something that, uh, I didn't have the, you know, marketing push behind it. So we were unsuccessful with that, but, uh, no, yeah, we definitely saw a lot of people. I was, uh, you know, I was on my computer a good bit, just, uh, responding to inquiries, people that are genuinely interested in, in this kind of stuff that had heard of us from a, a national magazine, one that, you know, we, a lot of people aspire to be in because that's where all the, that's where all the cool kids are hanging out. So. <laughs> yeah, man. So the Kickstarter thing, I, I think this is a big, big thing that's going on all around the world right now. And no, you can't just put something on there and someone's going to give you a shit ton of money. And you're going to be set. Obviously there's a lot more that you have to put into it. And, and I looked through your Kickstarter and I mean, you had a good amount of detailed information that I'm sure that you've added on to over time, but it wasn't a complete failure. I mean, you guys raised, I can't remember what it was. It was somewhere, it was over $5,000. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We were just, yeah, we we're just shy of seven. Yeah. So 000. are you thinking about maybe relaunching another campaign? Yeah, I don't know. People ask that, and I learned. A, I honestly, like I, like I said, I literally knew nothing. I, I did a lot of research on what I wanted to do, but you know, you're excited about like I launched for the first time this product that had all these people's inputs and uh, ideas into, it, and I was, I was thrilled. I was ecstatic, and so I launched. I, I don't regret doing that uh, at all because it's got me in touch with a lot of different people and um, has created that sort of buzz that I'm uh, that I'd like. And I, I am considering it, it just uh, one thing I would change is uh, is getting really behind this sort of media marketing uh, endeavor. Uh, but, you know, it's tough. And again, we we spoke earlier on this issue of like discouragement and the ups and downs. And, uh, you know, that was a kind of a kick in the nuts, to be honest. <laughs> the, uh, you know, I was having all this success when I first came out here about winning pitch contests and, and things like that. And, you know, I had a lot of momentum and uh and and just that kind of thing made me take a couple steps back. And be like, all right, we need to chill out, Seth. Um, let's let's think about this. You know, everything is not all hunky dory here. 
Um, instead, let's let's re let's reevaluate. And so, a lot of people do relaunch that sort of campaign. And I haven't put too much thought into it because I've been busy with uh, with just kind of getting the products in people's hands. But I think that's some great advice, and I'm kind of open open to discussion with that for that. Yeah, I think you would you could probably find even more success the second time around because obviously you learned all of that. But uh, people people raise money on dumb shit all the time and you actually have a really good product here. I mean, I see stuff on there. People, you know, they like a cake or something like a type of cake and it raises like, you know, $10 million or something ridiculous. You're like, Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. But, but what you have, I mean, it's, it's safety geared. And I think that if it just gets going and you get it, you know, on a little bit of a trend through social media, I think you could raise a lot of money. And one of the big resources for, for kickstarting that I would recommend to you is, the the art of kickstart podcast. Have you ever listened to that? Um, I've I've heard I haven't uh, not religiously, uh, but I, I've checked them out when I was doing like uh, you know I was shotgun approach to learn as much as I could about these sort of crowdfunding uh, sources. So yeah, so art of kickstart is a, is a podcast. It's, it's pretty new, but he interviews all these people that have done uh, kickstarters successfully, and they just talk about the things that worked and the things that didn't. So you might be able to find some some good stuff in there. If you listen, I think the episodes are about 30 minutes long or so kind of like yeah, this. So anybody else that's out there that's listening, thinking about launching, uh, their, their led light vest with Richard Simmons on it. I would check right it on immediately. So, yep. It's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, I mean that crowdfunding campaign stuff, I mean, it's, it's relatively new, but it's exploded. I mean, they, they have a, a good thing going. I think that there, the fact that there is a, uh, a podcast surrounding that is is does not surprise me at all because you know basically people are using that just to get that sort of uh, the fast companies in the ink and the entrepreneur type uh, magazine or and gadget to to kind of show show the you know cool kids that they exist as well so it's been interesting even a lot of like people trying to raise money or having to go through Kickstarter to validate that people like their product or their idea. So it's, it's, I think that there's definitely value in that. And it's, uh, it's something that that was my idea when I first came out here. So we're, we'll, we'll reapproach it. I think. Yeah. I think it's a whole new platform for being able to do that validation process as before, you know, you could take a magazine ad out or something and throw a landing page up and see how many people actually saw the magazine ad and went to your landing page. And you could see what kind of valid, you know, if it was valid or not, but now that you have these, Kickstarters, you don't even really have to have the product. I mean, you did, but a lot of people don't when they when they launch those. So it's, yeah. it's definitely interesting. Yep. Um, so who are who are some of your favorite creative influencers? So who, who do you look up to? Who who have you kind of uh, taken on, and not necessarily as a mentor, but just you know pulled pieces of advice from and really followed? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first, I just got a I just got an email saying I uh, you just bought a vest here. <laughs> So that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, man, Sold I'm happy. Me, man. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. Good stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, man, uh, I would say, I would say, uh, there's, there's kind of two, um, I'll, I'll briefly touch on, on one. So like I said, I went to university of Maryland and the, uh, and I kind of aligned myself with, uh, with Kevin Plank. And, and for those who may not know who that is, uh, that is the, the creator and CEO of Under Armour. And so he, you know, he came out of the same university that I did and he's well respected. He just hit the billion dollar, um, net worth mark. And, uh, yeah, he was on the football team and, and, you know, he didn't start, he wasn't anything glamorous. He was more of the, the nerdy guy on the, on the field that just liked, you know, liked it, but you know, he found a need for doing something. And that thing was, uh, creating a sweat wicking material. And so he developed it and he was in straight hustle mode. And it's someone that taking that sort of thing in, in a market where you have the Nikes and the the Adidas uh, and things like that. Like, I mean, those guys were killing it back then. I mean, this was not that long ago that we saw Under Armour uh, launch. And so and they're global now. I mean, they're huge. Yeah, yeah. So that's I mean, that's another thing. And they are on the map. I mean, they're they're like surpassing these sort of these sort of people. And it's strictly because they they have a a superior product to what, you know, to their competitors. So, uh, I think that that's a pretty cool, uh, person that came out of the Maryland, uh, Maryland school system, which is, uh, another one for me. Um, cause it, it, you know, it really wasn't that long ago, uh, that I was still like, you know, telling my professors and I've heard stories of him telling, trying to get money for what they were doing and everyone kind of like, you know, they weren't about it. They, they all said no, to all the professors, cause I was in the engineering school, the people that he was hounding for, 
material science stuff. And, you know, and it, it really wasn't that long ago, man, that I was that, uh, that kind of uh, idiot in the front row with a sunburned face and a painted body screaming for the football team. So uh, I, I like what he's brought. You know, now he's brought us those, you know, the controversial uniforms that Maryland that Maryland wears. But it's putting him on the map, and and I really respect that because he had a vision and and he followed through and he hustled and and you know now look at that. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, so that's 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 definitely one. Uh, that that I would say I, I align myself with and I aspire. Eventually, I want that Under Armour material to be in my vest uh, if we could get that going. Uh, but until then, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of following in the step his steps and just like the hustle mode and just really learning and and generating and listening to the people that are going to be wearing the product. So, yeah, man. And no one asked me who my who I look up to the most, but if I had to answer, I would say Project Pat from Three Six Mafia. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Yeah, not bad. I'm with that. I mean, in a way, I'm dead serious. In a way, I'm completely not serious at all. But uh, what about like books, resources, tools? Uh, Do you have any any favorite books that you've kind of fallen in love with, or or any favorite music that you're listening to right now? Um, let's see. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm down. I listen to really, uh, I listen to really everything. I mean, I I I, uh, I know that's an easy answer to the music thing, but uh, like I I just came back from I went to Bonnaroo just to kind of see if people would like the vest there, uh, which was a pretty fun uh, fun experience. I mean, while it's a premier safety product, I, I mean, I, I saw everybody. I saw Ice Cube to Skrillex to Elton John. So I mean, I I did all those sort of things. I love the energy around music and. Uh, I know I'm working with headphones in to, to kind of listen to a lot of different stuff, um, but that's I wouldn't necessarily call music uh, an inspiration. I, I'm more of a I'm more of a reader, um, I would say, uh, in in that sense. And so some of the things that uh, that I enjoy and uh, Awesome Inc. actually has a, a pretty pretty cool, not vast library of um, some of these sort of things that really are inspirational. So, I mean, I guess I can speak on a book that I, I just finished in the uh, Startup Communities by Brad Feld. Um, this is what, I mean, honestly, I wasn't even preparing to answer anything like this, but uh, I mean, that's a book that uh, I really learned a lot about Awesome Inc. Uh, by reading that book. So it's a book that basically uh, outlines the formula for a startup community and, and uses Boulder, Colorado as a, as sort of a, uh, test, uh, testing unit there. And, and they just kind of talk about all the different elements that go in and, and, and like the drive and the people behind it and what actually goes in, whether it be government or these accelerators or these meet and greets or these happy hours or coffee shops or, um, open mics, things like that. And just like that sort of like, honestly weird, but inviting. And, uh, that sort of environment is something that is, I look back and I'm like, that's exactly what I'm, what I'm going through. I cannot do this without the proper, without the proper network, without the proper community. And so it really inspires me to, uh, inspires me to be a part of that community even further than what I'm currently doing, really embrace it and really pass, pass this stuff along. So like even me, I've helped out, I've mentored people and, and I'm, I'm all about, um, Helping or sitting down with someone, I make time to you know to give my give my spiel or to give some sort of advice or surround myself with awesomeness. Like I said, uh, that's exactly what Awesome Inc. Uh, kind of kind of does. And so I would say that's the most recent book that I've that I've kind of read that, uh, that I just put down. So obviously it's on my mind. Um, cool. I'll definitely so throw that in the show notes and and I'll check it out myself too because we always want to do something awesome over something not awesome, right? Right on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, startup communities is a book. Uh, I forget if it was if it was given to me or if uh, if it was like a a prize on one of the side project uh, side prizes on a, a pitch contest that I may have won. But you know, I decided to pick it up while I was uh kind of traveling, uh, just to and from different areas, and you know, kind of just finished it not too long ago. And uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's it's wild to kind of see because you're talking to someone that you know. I had a you know I, every single day I did the same commute. I went to the same desk and I did the same work, and then I I went home and my time was up, and then I went back right back to work the next day. And so I had a lot of structure there and it was very hierarchical. And, and then now for the first time I, you know, quit my job. I moved to an area where I knew like one person that wasn't really, you know, on my team or anything. So I knew like, you know, virtually no one. And so you build your own structure and, and where that structure comes from, I, I've really learned it is with that community and surrounding yourself with people that genuinely 
want to help you out and genuinely see like your passion for something because it, it, I don't care if it's um, LED vests or or some rinky dink widget. Uh, you know, if you have the if you have that sort of passion and that's something that you that you see, um, I think it's important to kind of go for it. Uh, and that's something that at least I'm giving it a whirl to uh, to sort of see what it's about. But again, that's largely a part of the, the support behind you. I mean, it's you know the uh, the pace in the marathon is largely uh, generated by the fans alongside and the high fives that you get. So that sort of environment is something that I want to surround myself and continue growing. And that's that's really inspiring because taking a step back and, and realizing like, look what I'm doing with my life now and you know, literally saving people's lives is something that I want to do. And, and like the people that are behind me and supporting me is something that I'm eternally grateful for. And I'm going to co- continue pushing uh, because that's what motivates me. And it's important to stay motivated and stay passionate about what something that, you know, we're trying to change the world here. One, one vest at a time. Amen, dude. That, that was some serious advice right there. And I, I can see right now where you're sitting, you know, you could never go back to what you were doing before, could you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to, um, yeah, but, uh, I don't, I don't think, I think I could, uh, to, to be honest, but, um, I, I really am having, I'm having a blast doing, uh, what I'm doing now. So that's, it'd be hard for me. So (laughs) I think they would still, I think I've learned enough, uh, right now to have the experience for them to be kind of valuable in a, in another, another job, but I like being my own boss and, uh, and and kind of building my own community and, and not making it so I show up to work at, at X time and clock out at Y time and, and do that. If I want to work out of a coffee shop or uh, do that, I can. If I want to have a an interview with uh, with you on a on a Tuesday evening, I, I can do that as well. So yeah, man. So we don't all have to accept ourselves just for who we are. We can create exactly who we want to be. And really the only person that we're all destined to be is the person that we choose to be. So your prime example. And have you read the book Pitch Anything by Orrin Claff? No. You, if you're if you're doing all these pitch conferences and stuff, I mean, I read this book and I wasn't really ever pitching anything, but man, it is a damn good book. So you should check it out. Or you can borrow mine right. if you want to read it and give it back, whatever. Yeah, definitely. I just wrote it down. All right. But he's it gets into like the the actual science behind how the brain works when you're pitching. It's very interesting stuff. Yeah. Oh, sweet. No, yeah, because uh, that's something that's important. I mean, pitch is uh, an element of selling, and that's that's one thing I'm like decent at. But the whole like making, you know, being a salesman, being the, you know, going from a nuclear engineer to kind of like a car salesman type personality is tough. <laughs> yeah, he and he's created this method. I mean, literally, his I think he's pitched over like and won more than four hundred million dollars worth of deals using it. And it's it's pretty interesting stuff. So I would definitely um, take the thong off and put some regular clothes back on, put the rollerblades away, and you know yeah. you might be able to leave the vest on before you start reading it. But okay, uh, sweet. No, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, it's on my it's on my list, and that's something that uh, that I'm really trying to in, in improve on. And it's it's tough because obviously you're busy and you're you know you see other things that you could spend your time. But uh, I really think that there's some there's some pretty respected uh, individuals out here in this uh, kind of you know unknown space in entrepreneurialism that's a word i think it is um uh to kind of learn from the experts and you know they they're again a lot of the people want you know they want you to take your your drive your passion and and kind of make it work because there's opportunities out there as long as you um you know may may follow some sort of rough formula but you know make it your own yeah man once i get that once i pick up my vest locally I'll start rocking it out to all the music festivals and f- events that I go to too. And I'll have to get some uh, cards from you to give to people when they ask. Cause I, yeah, I know they yeah, will. De- definitely. That's one thing that's, uh, you know, I, like I was saying, I, I love music. Um, there in Lexington, really, there's not a, a huge, uh, music scene, uh, uh as far as I'm, as far as I know. That's, 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 uh, it's something that makes me very sad every day here. Yeah. <laughs> But huh. but we're close to some pretty big cities, man. So you know, yeah, they bring them in, and I I like to travel anyway. So, all right, there you go. Yeah, let me know when you're heading up there. I'll uh, we can carpool. Yeah, definitely, dude. Uh, so if, if you could spend a little bit of time creating something with anyone from the past or present, who do you think it would be, and what would you create? Um, you know, I, let's see. Uh, yeah, um, I think that that person. Uh, it was that this is a kind of a tough one for me, but uh, you know, kind of more or less randomly choosing uh, one person would be uh, Henry Ford. 
And the the reason being is, I mean, we we see cars, you know, every day, and uh, the the revolutionary is like the fact that he revolutionized that sort of like you know invented the commute uh, is something that you, we see it all the time. And you know, you're talking to someone who's I'm one of those typical guys with my computer background being a, a supercar, you know, like the, the the sheer design improvements from from what he started to, uh, you know, the Teslas of the world now is uh, is phenomenal. So I think having that sort of initiative to develop not only a product that's going to that's been last that's lasted, you know, until now, that's lasted till now and will continue to, um, but also the whole uh, logistical assembly line uh, thing that he also is coined for for inventing is something that's pretty inspiring to me because that assembly line has been used for everything um from from cars to tamagotchis and it's it's cool to kind of see how you you sort of take those concepts and especially for me being a manufacturing and distribution uh it's something to see how how assembly lines can really change cost time quality customers and, and that's pretty pretty important um, for me. So I guess I would go back with him and, and really just kind of uh, understand this from, you know, before anything, anyone knew about these sort of things and, uh, and, and kind of spend some time understanding, understanding his process and, and what resources he had at that time and, and kind of just follow him around as more of a, a ghost than, uh, than anything to kind of see what went into that sort of stuff. Yeah, man, he's a legend for show. I mean, the, the guy, the guy was unbelievable. He revolutionized, all industry in the United States and across the world, obviously. So that's a pretty good answer, man. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something that we can kind of apply those sort of concepts and, and we do to uh, a lot of different things. So I think it'd be be cool to to sit down with him and uh, and kind of see how things are going from, you know, making one one at a time to a full-on assembly. So it's cool. So a skidamarinkity-dinkity-dink, a skidamarinkity-doo. If you had to battle Godzilla... How would you use your creativity or talents to defeat that big, ugly bastard? All right. Um, yeah, I've uh, not much of a uh, not much of a, of a fighter or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I'm relatively not brave, but or anything like that. But uh, you know, I uh, I've spent some time. I mean, how would you even like? You no, know, there's many renditions of this sort of Godzilla. Um, I'm kind of picturing the one with the laser beam eyes, or uh, you know, is that is that fair enough to kind of think absolutely all right yeah i mean i, I love lights as, as it is so you know I, I basically i obviously can't overpower them with any sort of uh with with my own bare hands so i basically would use my sort of creativity uh you know i invented a, a reflective vest uh, of sorts so i would use sort of the those lasers laser eyes perhaps maybe i was thinking go up to chicago and uh and kind of strategically position myself near the bean uh and have him shoot the lasers at me and uh, have them shoot back at, at himself, and you know, have himself use his own powers to uh, destroy himself. Because I'm obviously, I'm you know, I'm five ten, five eleven, and uh, there's not much I can do. So I'm going to use uh, the reflectivity properties that I'm, I'm very familiar with uh, to defeat the big, uh, the big bastard Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla, you are screwed, buddy. Dunskies. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, you definitely have to be creative uh, in that sense, and uh, take it for what it's worth. I try to be as creative as possible there. So yeah, Seth's gonna light you up, man. Better you better uh, hide now. It's coming. <laughs> right on. So Seth, man, I appreciate you being on the show, dude. It's been awesome. Obviously, pumped yeah. to have you in the Lexington area, and and I can't wait to pick up that vest, obviously, and start. Yeah. I, I started actually running like at four four thirty in the morning, and. And it's dark. I mean, it's really dark for a long time, and now it's getting staying darker later and later. So, yep. I think it's going to be something that my girlfriend's going to be really pissed that I have, and she doesn't as I run in front of her. Right? No. Yeah. Awesome. No. That's that's kind of. I mean, yeah. You know, Labor Day was not too long ago, and uh, unfortunately, summer is coming to uh, coming to an end, and uh, our days are getting shorter. And that's really, you know, that's kind of where. We really see value in our, in our product when people are you know working a full day or you know like yourself. I don't know you're crazy getting up at uh, at four four thirty in the morning to go exercise, but yeah, people do it, and um, that's that's kind of why we exist. So I'm happy it's it's, uh, it's I'm happy that you got one during this uh, during this call. That's that's what this is all about too. So well, I know what's going to happen is she's going to see it, and then all of a sudden it's going to be her vest, and then I'm going to be running, you know, wishing that I had it the entire time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, man. We'll when just I was have to get another one, you know. 
Yeah, man. Oh, that's yeah, true that. The number one question when I was first uh, coming coming through this when I was taking that sort of customer feedback was, uh, you know, do you make it in pink? Uh, that was number one. So um, that's we now make it in pink. So it could be any color. It could be any color. That's right. If you get the multicolored one. Yeah, right. Yep, yeah, right on. So yeah, definitely. Uh, that's that's funny. Um, yeah, right. Uh, run in front of your girlfriend uh, so she so she sees what's up. <laughs> yeah, man. Cool. So do you have any favorite uh advice that you'd like to give our listeners before we call it quits here? Um, you know, I mean, this has been, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff, obviously I, I didn't really, uh, you know, plan for any of these sort of things. I mean, like, I'm telling you my, my, my true story. And, uh, I really think that what's, what's mostly valuable is, is let, you know, you're growing, if you're growing your own business or, or in whatever you're doing, make it, make it your own. I mean, your personality should be, sort of reflected, no pun intended, um, through, through your work and, and through your business. Uh, so that, cause I think personalities behind the products are, are extremely valuable. I mean, we just spent, uh, a, a good amount of time talking about like my product. I mean, I was just, I said at the very beginning of this thing that, that, you know, safety is not glamorous or anything like that. But I, I, I hope to imagine, I mean, I at least made one sale during this, uh, to heat there, uh, that I, I kind of made, you know, you get to hear like what my, what my passion is and, and that kind of thing. My personality is, is truly reflected in each and every product that I'm, I'm developing. So whether that's a report or a, a spreadsheet or, or whatever, like make it your own, um, put your own sort of flair on, onto what that sort of, that sort of thing is and be passionate about it because that's really where quality exists is when you have something that you're all in with, uh, whether it be in the, in your real job or not, uh, find what you are passionate on or, or become passionate about it and, uh, and make it your own because that is, uh, that's where you'll, you'll impress, impress people and, uh, impressing people is, uh, is, is where it's, um, you find most reward, uh, in, in life anyway, because that's truly what we're is, is making the best out of life. So if you can do that, uh, by doing your own business or just, you know, enjoying what you're doing and being passionate that I think you'll, you'll have a, you'll have a happy life. Couldn't agree anymore, man. You know, people, yeah. people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And I think you're a prime example of someone who is creating something for the why they do it and, and not what. So I really appreciate you being on. And, and is there a way our listeners could get in contact with you? I know your website is yousawme.com. Um, are you on the social medias yeah. or the interwebs anywhere else? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I mean, yeah, I, I'd be happy to talk with anybody. I mean, that's kind of why I'm, why I exist anyway. That's how I'm, again, my personality through my business. So, I mean, email me is, is probably the best way. It's just Seth at you saw me.com. Cool. And I'll put that in the show notes with all this other lovely information and Sweet. you'll be able to yeah. get to the website through that as well. And if you're a runner or you're a biker or anybody out there, check these vests out, man. They are sweet. And I, we go. I'm pumped that I finally uh, put a purchase in on one. It was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> after the, there we go. After yeah, I man. saw the first presentation, I, was, I remember that was the first time I took Lindsay over to Awesome Inc. And I just like hit her on the shoulder. I was like, that thing's awesome. I think you went like, se- you presented what, second, I think? And I was like, he's going to win. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the. You know, I was all nervous, so I, I don't remember what order I went. Yeah, I mean, in. it was good. There was you weren't. There were like two other people that were. That was the definition of nervous, man. Some of yeah. them, but uh, I remember Wayne from Link Set, which is a pretty cool thing. Was he in the same one as you? Uh, it doesn't ring a bell. No, the guy who made the bookmarking sites. That might have been the other one I went to. Ah, uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, it wasn't there. Yeah, so cool. Anyways. Yeah, man. Thanks for, uh, yeah. Thanks again for having me. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of just saw you in there working and then we just struck up a conversation and now here we are. So, uh, it, it's cool. It's cool to be a part of it. I think what you're doing is, is pretty awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you as well, uh, generating this, this kind of following because I think you're bringing on, you know, I guess I'm a little biased, but I think you're bringing on some, uh, some cool people here. So cool, man. I really appreciate it. And like I said, you're awesome. And I'm pumped that you were on the show and I can't wait to get this episode out and everybody that's listening. It's already come out. How about that? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, this is, I mean, it's my first. Yeah. So, congrats. This is my first. Uh, my first um, podcast to be a part of. So uh, we're gonna get you on that. some more, man, and keep the word, yeah. keep the message going, and everybody get out there and build your dreams. Because if you don't, someone else will gladly hire you uh, to build his or hers for them. And I really think that you have to follow your passion. You really should 
dive all in. You only get one shot at this, guys. So do it and break the rules. But first, break the rulers. And Seth, thank you so much for being the Archapreneur now. And always remember to keep it funky, man. Awesome, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Archapreneur Now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.